Well, hey there, folks. Welcome to the Red River Rise, and I'm Pastor Mike, along with author Rick Salcida. And I don't know where it is in your neighborhood, but where we're at, we've got a beautiful light rain coming down here, and we are so thankful and grateful to have it today. So if you hear a little bit of that in the background, just consider it to be God's blessings on us. But uh, glad you joined us today. We're going to get back into uh, the book of Job. We left off there last time with a, a great series, three-part series we did. And, and Rick, kind of catch us up. Tell us what we're going to be doing today. All right, well, we left off where uh, God informed Satan that because of Job's fear, he didn't say it in so many words, but he told Satan that Satan had domain over Job's possessions. He said, behold, everything he has is in your hands. Um, and once Satan knew that, he departed immediately, and then and we're going to pick up right there where he uh, smites Job's possessions. Okay. All right. And uh, that's in Job chapter 1, verses 13 through 16. And it reads, Now there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them, when the Sabaeans ra- raided them and took them away. Indeed, they have killed all the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another came and said, the fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the, and the servants and consumed them. And I alone have escaped to tell you. So here Job is receiving bad news, uh, one bad report upon the other. And right. we're going to find out that this is just the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Um, but a few things here. In that culture, they predominantly believed that um, all things, good and bad, came from the hand of God. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Uh, and we'll see this later on with Job and his friends. They're think, even though we know that Satan was the one that struck Job's possessions, you know, he's the thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we talked about the verses that, uh, are the keys to, to understanding this book. You know, James has said that, uh, God's intended outcome for Job was one of compassion and mercy. Right. So, you know, if there's any compassion or mercy going on, it's, it's coming from God. If there's any stealing, killing, or destroying going on, it's coming from Satan. Right. You know, and then also uh, in John where it says, you know, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come to give life abundantly. So if there's any life abundantly going on, that's from the hand of God. Absolutely. Okay, so we see uh, killing uh, and destroying and stealing going on here. So we know that Satan's behind this. Mm-hmm. But in that culture at that time, they pr- predominantly believed that all things good or bad came from the hand of God. Yeah, everything was contributed to him. Yeah. And, and that's why they, you know, lightning was such an awesome phenomenon to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they called it the fire of God. Right. But it, you know, it wasn't God sending the lightning. Um, Satan has domain over the earth. And so he's manipulating nature against Job. So the lightning actually came from Satan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point to clear out there. And then um, we continue on in verse 17, and it says, While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The Chaldeans formed three bands, raided the camels, and took them away. Yes, and killed the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house. And it fell on the young people. And they are all dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head. And he fell to the ground and worshipped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. 
The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And in all this, Job did not sin, nor charge God with wrong. Well, that speaks pretty highly right there, doesn't it? Yeah. Here it is, his children are killed under that, and it said he still, he, after he tore his robe and shaved his head, he fell to the ground, and he still worshiped God and all that. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times when we go through uh, a stormy season, you know, I'm, I'm sure everybody's experienced this, where you, you just get through one storm and another, you know, you barely have a chance to breathe and recuperate, and another storm hits you, then another storm, and it's coming in waves. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine if it all happened at once. Right. And, and, and there's been a few times in my life where, you know, a lot of things have hit me at once. Sure. You know, and so nothing this bad, though. You right. know, I've never had a single day where all my kids were killed and everything I owned was demolished. Yeah. Okay. So, I, you know, I can't pretend to have suffered as much as Job has. Mm-hmm. But I've had times in my life <clears> – <throat> Where there are several trials that hit all at once. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I could really handle this well if it was one at a time. Right. (laughs) You know, but it's several hit all at once and you're just, you know, you're just riddled with anxiety and you're not getting much sleep and you're just, you know, treading water as hard as you can, barely keeping your head above water. But in all that, God preserved me and sustained me. Yeah, and I think it's important to note there too, um, you know, even though he's, his, his heart was right, uh, as far as, you know, worshiping God and, and, and still, you know, I'm sorry, giving him glory through all this or didn't sin or charge God, but, but at the end of it, he most, he misspoke, right? He did, yes. So, so to clarify that up for us a little bit. Let's see. So he says, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Right. So with Job's understanding of, you know, again, back then they believed that good and bad all came from the hand of God, you know, because he's the sovereign God. Yeah. They didn't understand that Satan had dominion on the earth. Yeah. Okay. And, and that gets revealed in the book of Job. Yeah. Well, this is just life application now, because how often do people who, who believe in God love God, serve God, but still don't understand God, they'll say the same thing. So like something mm-hmm. bad's happening in your life and they say, oh, well, you know, just if, if it's God's will, it'll still, you know, everything yeah. will be okay. Or, or you know, uh, you got sick with cancer. Well, but, you know, God knew what he was doing when this happened now, you know, that, and they attribute the same thing to God in the negative mm-hmm. aspects, not understanding that, um, you know, as you mentioned before, God doesn't put bad things on us. Mm-hmm. Bad things happen because we live in a sinful, fallen world. Right. But actually, God, especially, you know, under our new covenant, we've got tools that Job never had. You right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. During that time. But uh, but even it, that's why it's so good to know your own relationship with the Lord. So that even when things come up like this, that, that um, and Job was saying this himself, but God is good and you may love and serve God, but you still may have him wrong. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. So somebody else might be saying that to you, and you feeding into what they're saying. If you don't have a firm enough foundation in who God is and what he's really done, uh, you could be swayed by their, their words as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. And uh, if you look at that, what was the ultimate thing that Job did? He worshiped God. That's right. He that's said, right. blessed be the name of the Lord, even though he he didn't quite know the character and nature of God, Yeah. you know, as truthfully as as 
God is, yeah. you know. Well, he didn't have the Bible with him. Either. I mean, we right. have a, we have a complete picture, right? You know, today where Job didn't have that. Yeah, we know? have four thousand years of interaction That's with God. That's exactly right. So to we draw we, from. Yeah, we have something that, that Job that didn't. Job, yeah, and, and and I say all this because what will happen now is people will take this and they'll they'll look at Job's example, and that's what they'll say. Right. And they'll they'll, they'll want to categorize, you know, God out of this one thing, mm-hmm. when we've got. Thousands upon thousands of years worth and, and thousands of pages worth of, of information on mm-hmm. God, on yeah. God that, that we get to have to be able to know. So yeah. anyway. And, and, you know, d- doctrines have been formed off of that. The oh, Lord yeah. gave and the Lord taketh away, you know, Absolutely. messages and doctrines and songs. I got to tell you, one of the, one of the things to me that I, I, it breaks my heart sometimes is, well, you know, God just needed them in heaven. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so God took them home early. You know, and it attributes God to to killing them, yeah. You know, to death, but that's not really the case either. You know, mm-hmm. and I hate to hear that because I think it's misguided in that. Even though we all have an appointed day to die, right? You know, um, it's not like God says, "Okay, well today, yeah, today's just going to be your day." Not, you right? Know, um, yeah, that's, that's really not how it's supposed to work. So. Yeah, you know, and we're supposed to walk by faith, not by sight. You know, it says without faith, it's impossible to please God. It doesn't say without knowledge, but we always want that knowledge. We want to know why, you know, we want to know why that precious child died at the age of eight, you know, and some things we just, we're just not going to know, you know, until we step into eternity. And, and, you know, we need to pray for twofold for that. Number one, we need to have the knowledge of sin us, but then we need to pray for that word of wisdom to come because the wisdom gives us the, is the direction to be. Right, right. So the wisdom is the application of knowledge. Right, and and, and so you you got to have it in you. We talked about this before. You got to have God in you, the Word of God in you, to know who God is. And then it comes down to: Is this right or is this wrong? Lord, I need the wisdom to be able to to understand this. And God will give you the directions for the righteous direction, the right way directions mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. And so when it comes to these things, you can ask God. You know, Lord, is this what you what you have for me? No. Of course not. Go back and read up on the scriptures here. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you can stand against the devil. Resist the devil and he shall free, flee from you. Yeah. I've given I mean, you Ephesians 6, the whole armor of God. Put it on, you know, yeah. and, and, and use these things. So, yeah. How often do we toil and wallow in suffering when God's given us the tools the means. To, to fight it That's right. and overcome it and shorten its duration? That's right. And, and, you know, it's, it's the sort of truth. Everything else is, it comes into that is all defensive, right? But, but the word is what gets us, man. I mean, mm-hmm. the word is what gets us through and we need to speak it just like Jesus did when he was in the, the desert being tempted. It is written when, when you look back at Daniel and you, and you, or David and you read through Psalms, it's the, it's the, it's, it's him going back over and over. Ezekiel, Isaiah, they all. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Look into the word for the answers, which is what we need to do too. Yeah. And if we have that, we don't have to stay in misery. Yeah. And they, and they also use the word as a weapon. That's right. You know, David charged Goliath saying, I come at you in the name of, of the God of Israel. That's exactly you know? right. That's exactly. And, it, and then, you know, in the New Testament, it's the same kind of deal. And I know we're saying all this because I'm sure some of you can relate to Job. Again, maybe not in the same capacity, but some of you are in this boat right now and you're, you're thinking, why do I have the trifecta of, you know, the perfect storm going on in my life right now? Well, the truth of it is, is that there's actually tools in the Bible here that you could be better off than Job. You could mm-hmm. squash this before this even gets into this kind of realm when something starts coming up right. you start speaking to these things man you start you know standing on the yes yes and amens the yay and amens of the promises of god to you mm-hmm. and you don't have to go through all these things but we're going to learn we're going to learn from job's experience here. right 
Yeah, and I mentioned, you know, by faith, you know, uh, we walk by faith. If Job had walked by faith, and we're going to cover this in in one of the future parts, none of this probably would have happened. Right. You know, it was because he feared that that Satan was able to, you know, that Job's possessions were in Satan's grasp. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'll admit, uh, in my life, you know, uh, when tough times hit, I got to a point where I said, Lord, why are you mad at me? You know, right. how have I upset you? Tell me so I can change my ways. And, you know, I was, I was attributing all the bad things happening to me to God. Right. When in fact it could have been, you know, my poor decision making, uh, just a wicked world we live in and, mm-hmm. and, you know, Satan incites people to do ugly things to us. Right. You know, make our lives a lot more miserable at work or, you know, on the freeway when we're, we had a bad day and we're driving home and, <laughs> and, and traffic's not very friendly to us, you know? Yep. Um, you know, that it's not God doing that personally to us, but you know, and I'm guilty of this. I, I you know, I, I've sure we all have tend been. to say, God, why, why are you doing this to yeah. me? Yeah. And you know, and it, and it, it probably wasn't God at all. Yeah. No. You know? Or we'll say, God, why haven't you eased this off of me? <laughs> yeah. You know, why haven't you done this for me? So sometimes it's not even attributing, putting us in it, but why haven't you gotten us out of it? Yeah. We'll do the same thing where God's already said, you know, God's done what he's going to do, <laughs> you know, uh, until, until, until the book of revelations gets all the way finished through here, God has finished what the work that he has for us. I mean, right now, Jesus died on the cross. The, the blood has been shed. Our sins have been forgiven and the authority and the power of the Holy spirit has been dispersed amongst believers to have mm-hmm. the spirit living inside of them. Yeah. We, we have the tools. Yeah. And, and, uh, that and also, if you know, God may allow you to stay in it a little longer than you want, so you learn something. Right. See, Job's going to learn some things here through this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So sometimes, you know, yeah, you know, we want to get out of our trials right away. You know, and and that's me every time. Right. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. But you know, God may have us linger in them a little bit longer than we want to, so we learn stuff. Well, you know, Paul reiterates that when he talks about, you know, that. That even though you may go through these trials for a time, a, a short period, that mm-hmm. these, you know, they, they produce character. Right. And, exactly. And perseverance and so on and so forth, which then gives you perfected hope. I mean, there's, you're right. You're, you're going through these things and it's not that you're going through them because God put them on them, on you, but what God is use, doing is using them to perfect you. Right. Uh, so, so that's why James talks about, uh, you know, in all things to, to, to give joy. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what, what God did here in the book of Job. Yeah. He, he knew this situation was going to happen. And so he used it to perfect Job because Absolutely. Job, Job is a much better person walking in the fullness of the kingdom of God at the end of the book than he was at the beginning of the book. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, getting back to, Job here, he, he wrongly stated that God took away what God had given Job. Right. Okay. And then, cause we, we've read here that Satan did it. Uh, and even though, even though Job misspoke, he said it with a submissive, reverent heart toward God. Right. See, so here's another example of God's patience mm-hmm. and his mercy and compassion towards us because, you know, God could have been offended at Job for misspeaking and and charging God with doing something that God didn't do. Right. You know, because fact, you know, in the previous, uh, uh, parts in the previous sections that we talked about, uh, Satan was trying to incite God against Job and God refused, you know, and and we'll see that happen again uh, because Satan tries it again. You know, he's a persistent, 
uh, bugger, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, so even though Job uh, misspoke about God, and you know, and, and ha- who among us fully understands God, right? You know, and even when we misspeak, God still loves us if we have that reverent heart, worshipful heart towards God. Sure. And um, you know, so Job thought that God took away the the blessings that he attributed to God having given him earlier in his life. But let's look at a couple of verses. James uh, chapter 1, verse 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. And I want to focus on that. Well, every good gift comes from God, and also with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So God is who he is. He's not fickle like we are. Right. You know, and the you know there's other verses that say Jesus the same today yesterday and forever right you know and Jesus and the Father are one mm-hmm. so they have that same quality uh, they don't change you know they're perfect they're righteous they're virtuous and they don't change right okay so and I point that out because I want to talk about Romans chapter eleven verse twenty nine it says for the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable or without repentance so if God gives you a gift or a calling he doesn't take it back right. You know, we may squander it. Right. We may allow uh, other people to take it from us. Mm-hmm. We may allow Satan to take it from us. But God doesn't do that. That's God exactly doesn't right. take it back. Um, and so, you know, if the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable at the time that Paul wrote this, then they, you know, that was God's quality going back to, you know, to infinity in the beginning. Yeah, he doesn't change. He doesn't change, and that'll be his quality going forward. That's right. Yep. That's exactly right. That's exactly yep. right. Well, these are all good points I think we brought out today, Rick. Um, you know, it, it, it's good to remember exactly that, uh, you know, who God is, and as we're going through this, it's good to have that uh, in, in your mind as we're going, because we're going to read more of verses like these, too, that are going to go into God's... Uh, their quote-unquote attributes of God within. Right. And we're going to move into Chapter 2, and I'm very excited about Chapter 2. And so if you want to hear about it, you'll have to join us next time because this is all we've got for today. And until then, remember to prepare your heart for the coming revival. Amen.